Welcome to the Witch's Room podcast, where we focus on the art, culture, and business of heretical practices and how we can do the same. My name is Derek, and I'll be your guide today. On today's episode, we're going to talk about how I plan on studying moving forward, uh, how I'm staying cool in this summer heat, the means by which I plan on starting the community building activities around the Witch's Room podcast, um, where I hope that goes moving forward, and a quote that got me thinking so much that uh, steam came out of my ears. So with that, let's go ahead and get into it. So, as an accountant, I have a lot of things I have to study. I have to study the needs of my clients, what they do, what kind of regulations will have an impact on them, how to get them the best tax breaks, things like that. Um, that doesn't mean it comes easy. Uh, I would honestly say studying has always been those things I put off more and more and more, especially if it's something more have to do rather than want to do. Um, I love doing like religious study, uh, study for debate, things like that. If I could get paid for that kind of study, you can guarantee I would be there. But that being said, um, I think I've come up with a solution. Uh, I invite you over to Twitch, and the the link will be in the show notes, but search for The Witch's Room Podcast, and I am going to start doing a weekly study with me live stream. Um, I am, this is not going to be a, where I'm studying for work, things like that. That's that's stuff I get paid for. I that's on the clock. So while I don't like to do it, it's done. It gets done during the work hours. This is more going to be an after hours to get that more social study and that more. Um, uh, how do you want to put? How should I put it? Essentially the the cultural literature studies that I am interested in that often draw me away. This allows me to schedule a period of time to do that. And I figured what better way of making myself accountable, but to also provide myself with the ability to hang out with people and study this kind of stuff. Sound, sound like a win-win solution to me for so this is going to probably actually start, I think, right around Labor Day. Um, let me look at a calendar real quick. So we're at the end of July at the time of recording. I want to go ahead and get some stuff all cinched up so I can do a somewhat reasonable stream. Um, and Because sometimes my internet's kind of weird. But hopefully... Um, I can pin down a good time. More of that on that will be in the future. So let's say a tentative launch date of September 2nd. That's a Friday. 
and I think I will probably be trying to do this sometime in the evenings. Um, let's say right around 4 p.m. Pacific time, so that's 7 p.m. Eastern time. Um, you can convert that however you want from there if you are anywhere else in the world listening. So I am going to start with the book Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. This is because the focus I want is to be able to draw comparatives of what people in the past saw as a uh, dystopic future to what the reality comes down to. Where are we now? How does that af how has those visions played out are we there have we moved away from those needles moreover are we catapulting towards them i want to read you what drew me to this book um from the back cover of brave new world aldous huxley's tour de france Brave New World is a darkly satiric vision of a quote-unquote utopian future where humans are genetically bred and pharmaceutically anesthetized to passively serve a ruling order, a powerful work of speculative fiction that has enthralled and terrified readers for generations. It remains remarkably relevant to this day as both a warning to be heeded as we head into tomorrow and as thought-provoking satisfying entertainment so in the show notes there will be a means by which you can both get this book for free but also if you like it you can purchase it either audio as an audiobook or as like i like to do get hardcovers i love building out a library with hardcovers um so I had never read anything from about Aldous Huxley, so I, I, of course, I looked him up. I checked him out, and seems he was born a little over a century ago, um, and he died in 1963. Uh, obviously, he was an English writer. He he wrote nearly 50 different books, both as novels and nonfiction. So he played in many different fields. More information will be uh, available in the show notes. I just wanted to give a little bit of a rundown, especially since he he was known as a pacifist and he was more and more grew more and more interested in philosophical mysticism and universalism. So that lean obviously was very intriguing to me to start seeing what that may lead to. If I enjoy this one, which was written all the way back in 1932, uh, so we're almost coming up on the 100-year anniversary of this book itself in just 10 more years, um, but I, of course, will probably start reading more because of the influences that are available in like and likely all throughout his writing. Um, yeah, this book is going to be very interesting and I can't wait to study it alongside you. Hopefully you will join me on Twitch. Um, 
and we can not only learn things, but hold each other accountable. The other reason I'm hoping to wait till September to start doing this is because I don't know about where you're at, but where I'm at, it is hot. At the time of recording, it is probably around 105 degrees. Well, hold on. Let, let's find out. Hey, Siri, what's the temperature? It's about 99 degrees outside. All right. So, that is at 11.25 a.m. It's supposed to get up to, like I said, about 105 today. Um, it's been sustaining those temperatures for the last three days. Pretty gnarly. Uh, I was out in it yesterday. Got to go back out in it today for a little while. But, um, the reason and the way I'm staying cool is because I learned from some of the best people on what kind of, uh, clothing to wear in this kind of temperature. And, hey... Go ahead and judge me. This guy wears a skirt, uh, if you want to call it that. I wear a sarong. Uh, I grew up with my best friend being from the Samoan Islands. And I I got to be completely entrenched in his culture, in their beliefs, in just their family for quite a while it's something i greatly miss their memories i cherish to this day probably over 30 years later um but the point of that actually is is that i want to recommend and there will be a link in the description and the show notes um about how to make a sarong for yourself because it's actually pretty simple you just need some cloth uh most likely if you got a a twin sheet you got what you need to do it and it's it's life-saving it's world-changing it's good for men it's good for women um like i said judge me if you will but i i'm gonna stay cool i don't care uh it kind of makes me think about something that i read on twitter today actually yesterday actually um i am someone who has always been tattoo forward i grew up in biker society with people with tattoos all over their bodies didn't matter so when i turned 25 i spent a lot of time thinking about it and i got a really respectable tattoo put on my hand um I was working construction, didn't think I was going to be changing professions anytime soon. I was happy where I was at. This was before the recession happened in 2008. So I was pretty sure I knew where I would be. I knew where I was going. And so I went out, I spent quite a bit of money putting this tattoo on my hand because nobody in my industry was going to judge me. Um... I got all the normal, you're going to get judged negatively, no one's going to like you, da-da-da-da-da type statements. And I I often responded, as I'm saying, with, I don't care. I know where I'm going to be at. I know where I'm going to be at in 10 years. I know where I'm going to be at in 20 years. 
but the reality is is i didn't know where i was going to be at in two to four years um just after it was when the recession really started hitting the construction industry and i i was almost certain my my perspectives were pretty bleak i was either going to have to figure out how to get this thing lasered off of my hands scarring my hands for the rest of my life or i was going to have to figure out how to make it not matter and i'll tell you what the choice that i made definitely helped uh, i'm not going to describe it um there may or may not be a picture of it somewhere you know on social media i don't know uh if you meet me you'll you'll see it uh, that's something that I'm going to kind of keep for myself like that and make it a little surprise. Uh, but the point is, is that it ended up not holding me back. Uh, I went on to work with fortune 100 companies. Um, some of the biggest names that you may likely know on a daily basis. Oh, there's my dog. Um, Companies like Dell, State Farm, uh, Xerox, you know, not small companies, Microsoft, IBM. These are companies I've worked for throughout my life. I've worked with um, off and on. And with that, I am saying to you that if you feel that you have a limiting factor like that, understand think about the sarong how it is literally just a piece of cloth that wraps around you and holds you tight but it keeps you cool it keeps you protected from the elements it allows you free motion as you need this is the mentality that you have to have when you are entering business especially if you feel that you are different Maybe you're neurodivergent. Maybe you're like me and you don't care. You are willing to put tattoos forward. Maybe you are from a culture or a class that has been otherwise um, put down or held back. The best way to change that, to get around that, is to first change the angle of attack. Because the main thing is nothing in business, nothing in modern society is a zero-sum game. And if you consider that someone else does not have to lose for you to win, it changes everything. You have to just take that mentality of, I don't care. I will find my way. I will stay cool in this heat. Whatever way it is necessary. For instance, as a metaphor. So I want to recommend to you, one, like I said, if you're hot, especially as August moves on, check out that sarong. It will save your life, whether you're a man, woman, or child. But also, be willing to challenge those preconceptions that have been put out in front of you, those things that just irritate you that other people think are true, stand up and be ready to challenge those, not through words, but through action.
make other people realize what they lost out on by not believing in you, by thinking lesser of you. I'm tonight I'm going to be watching the Nunez Pena fight on UFC. I'm so excited because Pena is my one of my favorite female fighters in the UFC right now and when she first fought Amanda uh in my opinion Juliana just beat her and what I mean by that was if you were watching if you watched it you can go on YouTube they just put out this morning the free uh fight of it link will be in the show notes but if you watch it it through the first round Amanda Nunes is is on Juliana Pina and she's on top of her she's got her it, it looks like a lot of submissions but if you really are a student of fighting and you really pay attention to what Pena was doing she was controlling it from the bottom and this is what we have to do being a more oppressed class of people and we have to control our interactions with the monolith from the bottom we have to maneuver we have to get them just into the right position that we can dominate the conversation we can use our skills to level ourselves up these are the strategies that we have to use whether you're a heretic whether you're a woman whether you're transgender whether you are anything brand new these are the ways that you will bring your skills up to the forefront because if you are unwilling to maneuver from that bottom position you will never know how to get to the top that is what has been lost in modern society a lot of times is that willingness to work from the bottom to the top we are not currently teaching our children how to either do one of two things because i'm going to admit it i didn't teach my daughter how to be an employee i'll say that right now she's not she's no one's employee but what i did teach her how to do was be her own boss which means she is her own employee and she understands that she now understands how to make money how to keep money and how to spend money she is my pride and joy in this capacity because she has started her own heretic business yes she is a pagan and she does amazing digital artwork we'll talk about it a little more later let's roll back to this sarong real quick and staying cool because that's really what i want to do i just want to talk about how we can do things like maybe i don't know if you are a textile maker or something like that and you are also some type of heretical you know you participate in some type of heretical practices let's talk about getting some type of witch-like cloth that we can make things like sarongs out of i would love to see someone take this idea get some type of pentacle cloth or something like that and suddenly flood the market with badass heretic sarongs. 
And if you end up being that person that puts that idea to the market, please let me know. Either email me at thewitchesroompodcast at gmail.com, hit me up on any of the socials at the witches room, or or something I'm super excited about. I am getting prepared and we're getting everything started to launch a Discord for the Witches Room podcast. Um, the invite link will be in the show notes. I obviously at the moment, uh, at the time of recording, it is going to be a work in progress. I have someone that I'm hoping to contract with to just kind of make it look good, get me a couple bots in there so we can do some things like maybe during the study time, we'll do a giveaway or something like that. Some, something fun where I can like either give away, you know, consultations, books, thing, just fun things, nothing, nothing major, nothing crazy. Um, but really, if you have any ideas or you know kind of how um, you would like to see a community start to be structured, basically, if you want to be a founding member of this Discord, please feel free to email me again at the witches room podcast at gmail.com. I do check that on the regular and I would love to hear from you and likely I will respond back. But let me know what you want to see, what you would love to hear, how you'd like to interact. Um, because I do really want to hear from people that can help me create this community because that's what I want it to be, a community. I don't want this to be just me speaking into the internet and you just having to think that I believe that everything I say is right and nothing I say is wrong and you just need to listen. That's that's never been the way that I've ever worked. I am... I like to think of myself as a communicator and the biggest part of communication is definitely listening. So that's why this discord is being created. It's obviously free to join. Um, and I just want to be able to have a simple and, uh, non-compromised way of getting feedback and communication with, people who are listening and people who are interested in building heretical businesses and heretical communities around the country and around the world. Um, I am also hoping to be able to bring in as many of the different um, people I interview. Interviews are not going to be super common at first. I hope to make them more common as we move on, um, but I'm being kind of picky about who I interview and what the interviews are meant to be about. Not a lot of people so far are ready and willing to just totally talk about their beliefs, but I'm hoping to change that, and I'm seeing much more changes. Uh, the community has evolved and adopted more of the, the younger social media mindset, honestly, that openness it has been an amazing part of growth within our culture and our communities so i want to go ahead and go on the record to thank those people that are getting out there and sharing their beliefs and sharing 
their practices on social media. It may not be, um, <sighs> what are, what's the word? It may not necessarily be the best way to actually practice, but it's definitely a good way to engage, a good way to, in, to educate, and a good way to solicit feedback from your peers, especially in places like I'm in. I am surrounded. Uh, one of the things I like to say, there, there are 15 churches in my town and one stoplight. And none of those churches are ones that I would be welcome in. So that's what this is for. Creating that support group, that nationwide, that worldwide support group to help start building heretical communities, things like that. Like I said, also the business aspects. I'll be in there helping people out as much as I can with my accounting knowledge. I'll do as much research for you as I can. But hopefully... The goal is this is going to be a place where we can help each other, uh, where if you have a question, maybe someone else has an answer. If I can't get to it or if I have no clue, because I'll be honest, like I said, most of my job is learning, which means I usually have to start from a place of not knowing. So that just means that I have really good Google foo and as such. I can go and find answers pretty quick. Ultimately, if I can't do it though, other people can. And that's what I'm hoping to achieve with this new Discord uh, server. The other reason for the Discord is so that we can begin coordinating these micro meetups that I'm hoping to start seeing pop up around the country. I'm seeing more and more people on social media talking about the want to get pagan and heretic potlucks going i am super excited about that idea because not only would i like that but i as i said i'd love to see more conventions and events around heretical business owners heretical community leaders coming together people who want to learn how to build communities build businesses um more than just a, a festival and a party, I, I would love to see more educational aspects around uh, some of these, these witch gatherings, if you will. Um, I m call me weird, call me a business, maybe it's my business side, but I like going to events where I have a choice of either having some entertainment or some education. Uh, or moreover, a little mixture of both where I can choose. Maybe I don't want to see uh, that speaker. Maybe I want to go see that show. So I'm going to go watch a show and then I'm going to go learn something or vice versa and make a nice healthy mix of those. That would be amazing. Um, as we move forward, like I said, I am hoping in maybe a year uh, to be starting my very first get together and meet up where I'll be inviting as many people from around the country as possible. This will probably be invite only, I'll be honest, especially the first one, because that way I can keep it pretty um, low key and controlled as far as uh, financial aspects of it go. But that, like I said, if you want to be on the ground floor of that, please email me. Um, 
the email address has been through the whole show but again here it is the witch's room podcast at gmail.com um and just let me know kind of what you'd like to see in some type of a uh, a wilderness convention if you will because i would like to do it in a camping setting where i know of a couple places that have like team retreat setups where you can they have little amphitheaters where people can sit and listen to talks and stuff and it's pretty cool so uh that's kind of the type of place that i'm wanting to go i'm looking for a few other places that are of possible likeliness but that's more because i want places where we can hike maybe or do some type of team building activities that can then be taken back to wherever you're going and so you can use those things to build community you can build those things you use those things to build your business and such so again this is just a quick mental blurb coming out there before we get on to a a little bit more of a serious topic that topic being a quote i've recently been really thinking about let me read it to you real quick It's by Dorothy Thomas, and it says, Peace has to be created in order to be maintained. It is the product of faith, strength, energy, will, sympathy, justice, imagination, and the triumph of principle. It will never be achieved by passivity and quietism. This quote, oh, it just, it sends me, think. it makes me think, it sends me reeling because I keep seeing it over and over and over again. Symbols that typically were used for positive structure, uh, healing, faith, strength, talismans you know um energy like all those words faith strength energy will sympathy justice imagination triumph there were there have been so many symbols within non-christian religion and heretic beliefs that they say are being co-opted I say they're being handed the fuck over. And we must stop allowing Christians to decide that our religious symbols can simply be co-opted and let go. And like I said, let's call it what it what it truly is, stolen by hate groups. And I am going to call every one of these Christians that turn around and tell us that our religious symbology is a hate symbol, I'm going to call them a hate group because I'm just calling the kettle black as it's supposed to be because whose symbol is consistently used as a validation of hate around especially the United States, but the Christians, the cross. The KKK first started with burning crosses not just an actual wooden structure, but they would burn crosses in people's lawns. My, one of my mentors 
had lived during the time of Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X. And as a little girl, she grew up having had that happen not once, not twice, not even three times, but five different times to her lawn. She said it was such a regular occurrence in her neighborhood that the police stopped even writing it up. They'd come, they'd put it out, and they'd leave. It was horrible. And I'm just seeing it happen again and again and again. First, they co-opt a symbol. Then, they turn people against the original users of that symbol. It's what happened with the swastika when the Nazis adopted it. Cultures from around the world were forced to let go of a symbol that typically meant healing and unity and hope because some bastard took it and turned it into a symbol of fucking hate. We can't let that happen again. It's not right. And our children will pay the price for it, just like Native American, Hindu, and various other cultures' children are paying for the price are paying the price of not having that symbol available to them in their magic, in their belief. It's it's culturally destructive. And so I'm going to ask you right now. I'm sorry for a long pause. I'm just it, this brings me so much anger. I'm going to ask you right now. It has a symbol that should be normal within your culture or belief system been stolen by a hate group? If so, email me. Let me know your story. I will I will read it on a, on the podcast. I would love to read it. I'd love to interview you, actually, if you would like to come on. But at, a, at least I would love to read your story. Um, or let's also say if you're worried whether a symbol in your grimoire, book of shadows, or other religious texts are going to be next on the chopping block, let's have a conversation about that as well. Let's see what we can do to stop allowing cultures and beliefs that aren't our own from giving hate groups our symbology, our symbols, our power, because they don't deserve it. And those people don't deserve the power to give it up. It's not theirs. It's not for them to give. With that, I'm going to go ahead and go and spend some time meditating, bringing my bringing myself down back down to earth. I've um bonus link if you've made it this far, there's going to be a bonus link in the show notes about an article that I've really enjoyed reading so far related to uh hindu and what it really is i've loved getting into it and kind of drawing parallels from my beliefs to true information about hindu not this uh americanized version of it that i don't know it, it almost seems like america looks at hindu because they don't understand it and is like it's this pseudo mysticism islam and they they do that because they think that that's like a 
a hymn or a chant that a Hindu would use. And it's, it's really appalling, I'll be honest, especially as an American who has actually loved learning about, um, to a point like now I don't even want to call it Hinduism because it's, it's not actually Hinduism. I love learning about the Vedic texts and learning about that history and that philosophy because it is the oldest philosophy in like known history. It's, it's amazing. And the most amazing part is, is how as far back as when those texts were created, they saw the world in a way that we're only now discovering. So, like I said, check out that link in the show notes. Um, again, uh, there's going to be some Amazon links down there. None of them are affiliate links. I actually am sending anyone who clicks on an Amazon link to smile.amazon.com. And so you can choose a charity of your choice, and then it donates that money to that charity. And I myself have chosen a place that's near and dear to me it's called Wolfhaven International in Tenino, Washington they accept wolves they allow them to grow up in uh, human free areas and now mind you these wolves they love their pizza boxes things like that it's not non-human interactive there is just no humans allowed in their areas they have air they have enclosures that are large enough for them to roam and lope and be amazing and i went there as a child i got to take my daughter there when she was young and enjoy that um they let you howl with the wolves they it's just to me really uncanny experience there's a whole area that you don't even get to see the wolves that are back there because those are the wolves that are being prepared to go back out into the wild and they're in the turnaround phases or they're being raised up to be re-released and turned into packs many of the wolf packs that have been re-released in the pacific northwest came through this facility in the last 30 years so if you have the ability to go ahead and check it out like i said there's going to be a link in the show notes about it because it's just a place that's so special to me. And I hope if you check it out, it becomes special to you as well. Other than that, I am truly going to be trying to get this to become a regular release on Mondays from here on out. I hope you hold me accountable. And if you don't see it on Mondays, please hit me up on Twitter at The Witch's Room and be like, what's up, dog? Where is it? Outside of that, thank you so much for listening. I hope I didn't bore the hell out of you. And I hope you have a great week.